Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Showed last night, it may not be close. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Bills just absolutely ran through the world champion Rams. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty today. We have got a full docket of games on Sunday in the NFL. That is absolutely fantastic. My computer goes unmuted, Amber. It's a killer. And all of a sudden... It's just so excited about the NFL season. It is week one. We have a full slate of games. Carlin, football is back. It's back. Uh, Last night was some sloppy football that we watched. We watched seven turnovers last night. It didn't matter. It was beautiful. It was was beautiful to watch. maybe the most beautiful thing I've seen. I don't know if it was beautiful to Matthew Stafford. Probably not. The Rams... Look... Let's not get out in front of ourselves. If you are jumping off of the Rams today already, just stop. I mean, look at who the coach is. Look at what the personnel is. And you understand that it was a game where it was a lot more about how good the Bills were as opposed to how bad the Rams are. The Rams looked old last night. I think part of that has to do with a much shorter offseason. But I think part of it has to do with the Buffalo Bills team that is really, when you look at it for the most part, in their prime. Like, Von Miller's one of the older guys on that team. But look around. There aren't a whole lot of guys that are outside their 20s on the Buffalo Bills. And, boy, it looked every bit of it last night. But let's, let's focus on the Rams here for a few minutes, Amber. Was there any part of it that left you coming away from last night feeling any different about the Rams than you did 24 hours ago? Yeah, the the O-line. I felt yeah. different. I, I wasn't. Now, you were telling me yesterday to sound the alarms. That might be overstating it, but you were at least telling concern. me, right, have some concerns. Raise a red flag that there's, some, there's something to it over here, that this O-line could be problematic, that there's a depth problem on that line. And man, did that make an appearance last night. And it happens to make an appearance against Von Miller and against that Buffalo Bills rush. But it made a big appearance. It maybe won't be as ugly as it looked last night. Maybe everybody mm. came out a little flat-footed, like you said. Uh, it was the Bills. It was the Bills' night. The Bills, with the way their season ended, had everything to come out and prove last night, them being the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. But I do think, even that being said, that it's a real concern here when you're also talking about protecting a quarterback that is working through elbow issues, a quarterback who's in his mid-30s, and a quarterback who already had accurate issues last season when that line was better when he threw the 17 interceptions last night I felt like he was going to throw 17 interceptions in (laughs) one game and quite a few of those were on Matthew Stafford given very hard to do anything dramatic when you're Matthew Stafford when you spend a lot of the game on your back because you were sacked seven times so I would say watching that go down last night did temper my expectations for this Rams team moving forward. It is the second largest loss in a season opener by a defending Super Bowl champion. The only one that was worse was the Ravens in 2013. Here's Stafford on what happened and what needs to happen. 
we can play a whole lot better than that. I know that. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, as disappointing as tonight is, um, you never want to start the season away that way. It really doesn't matter if it's the first game, last game, whatever it is. You want to win them all. Um, didn't accomplish that goal tonight. Didn't play well enough to do it. I thought our defense played great in the first half. They get us turnovers like that. We got to do something better with the football, capitalize with it, um, get more points out of those. Um, you know, obviously I can't give it to them um, in some of those instances. But, uh, you know, overall execution and just um, our capability, you know, capability of playing better, we, there's, there's a whole lot more there. And the Rams are going to play better. I don't think any differently of them about what they're going to be this year. They're going to win the NFC West. I, I feel that way. But I, I don't feel like it's going to be an easy task for them. I feel like this is going to be, at times, a real slog for the Rams. Now, we think about last year. And there were games where they just they just played poorly, where Stafford just played poorly, and there was no getting around it, right? We, we think about that. You know, remember, this is a team that lost three games in a row in the middle of the season. So I don't think we can put too many eggs in the basket of this is falling apart on them. Offensive line, though. Offensive line, Amber. They just, they just extended Ross Havenstein on the outside at right tackle. You saw a note boom last night at left tackle. He has one good play, and then, you know, Chris Collinsworth jinxes him, and the next thing you know, he's getting run over by Vaughn Miller. Again, it's Vaughn Miller. It's one of the greatest pass rushers to ever play the game, but you have to be able to show out a little bit better than that against a guy that is on the other side of 30 at this point. Everybody was getting run over by Von Miller last night, I guess, if that makes you feel any better. But it was funny a second ago when you said that you just don't think it's going to be easy for this Rams team this season. I wouldn't say it was easy for them. I mean, you mentioned those three straight losses. I wouldn't say it was easy for them last season no, either. Things, like, right? As things, you pointed out many times, things went their way. Things went their way. Things fell into place. The concern is that when you're relying on things sort of falling into place, that they don't, of course, fall into place again. The lightning doesn't strike twice. And it feels like with this Rams team that they're going to be actually in a very similar situation as last season, where there are going to be some bumps in the road. Maybe at times Matthew Stafford is going to have some accuracy issues. Maybe this O-line is going to be a bit of an issue. And in order for them to have real postseason success, things would have to perfectly fall into place for them. And I just don't know if that's going to be able to happen again in the same way that it lined up for them last season, if that's what you're relying on. Okay, so the schedule upcoming for the Rams right now, they've got the Falcons at home, they go to the Cardinals, they go to the 49ers, then the Cowboys and Panthers. Not easy, those weeks three, four, and five games for the Rams. They could very easily be staring at, Three and three. I don't think they'll be staring at two and four at the end of six games. I think that would be that would be an ugly time, and I actually think it's a really good time. Uh, they get their bye in week seven, and for a, a team that did not have as much rest as everybody else in the off season, that's I, I think well timed for them. Amber, other thing here is Stafford. He has got to find a way to not just put everything on Cooper Cup. So here are the numbers last night. Without Cooper Cup, Stafford was 16 to 28 for 112 yards and three interceptions. And, you know, he's, listen, 
that's going to happen. You're going to have numbers uh, that are not good when you're getting sacked seven times in a game. But you can't just force it to Cooper Cup all the time. And I guess that would lead me to the question of where was Allen Robinson? Mm -hmm. Because I heard people around the Rams raving about what this guy looks like. And for game one, that was not an ideal debut. Not an ideal debut. It, it seems like they're they're going to miss OBJ. Maybe he makes an appearance again in December or something like that. But he oh, didn't have a great God, regular season for them. <laughs> he had a great postseason for them. I mean, listen, I don't want to react, overreact to the Allen Robinson portion of this conversation because I really don't know. Uh, I it, it, Last night was strange. I do think moving forward, like it's helpful that we see them next against the Falcons, obviously. I have no idea what to make of the Cardinals. That could go either way. Frankly, the 49ers. That's a confusing game, too, because we don't know what Trey Lance is going to look like. The Cowboys, even, are a little confusing. And then the Panthers. Like, I don't think you called it hard. I mean, you know, I, I, it's not terrible, this schedule up front. It gets a lot harder after their bye. No, it's those, schedule it's those middle Rams three, team. three, four, and five that are difficult. But then you're right. It does get much harder. And when you're the Super Bowl champ, that's going to be the case. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and ESPN Plus. You mentioned OBJ. He was at SoFi Stadium last night. Mm-hmm. Caught my attention. I'd share some thoughts on that. And uh, might get a little Kristoff about it. In fact, I will in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber Wilson, there are certain things that trigger me. I will admit that. I will admit that. Now, we covered a few this week, like the unnecessary existence of disgusting flavored potato chips. You know, there are cappuccino flavored chips or biscuits and gravy flavored lays. I wish I was lying, but they both exist. They're an abomination. It, it triggers me like- when people think that the artist Henri Matisse is not one of the artists who best helped define the revolutionary developments of the visual arts. That chaps me. Wow, swerve. Uh, yeah, cappuccino chip. I'd try it, I think. Oh, I think come I'd on. try You're it. better than that. 
I think I'd try it. You're I don't know if that. I'd like it though. I feel like I like cappuccino. You know what? And I like chips. I don't really I, I know, know if I need the marriage of the two products though. I know, Amber. I like them both too. <laughs> they don't have to be together. You're going to make them both worse. I feel like I've done like the food chips though. You know, the food flavored chips. Yeah. I'm not sure I've had a drink flavored chip. Yeah. Coffee flavored chips. Ah, it kind of intrigues me. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. You know what else chaps me? Odell Beckham chaps me. And it's it's not personal. He just annoys me. But apparently it is personal because at some point I must have said something on Twitter. And, and I try not to say anything that is ever any kind of a personal attack anymore. I try not to do <laughs> anymore. that. Anymore. But I have been blocked by Odell Beckham. Wow. He, I don't know why. It happened like six, seven years ago. Easy. Wow. But in the least surprising development of opening night, there was OBJ making the start of the NFL season all about him. Literally, the first thing I saw when I turned on the TV was OBJ walking on the sideline, stalking a camera. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stalking. Yeah. Odell likes some attention, right? Like that seems like part of the OBJ brand. And it's hard to get that attention when you're still rehabbing from an injury. See, you got to be out there. You got to be at the game. You got to be in front of the cameras, even though you're not on either team. You also got to keep us guessing about which team you're going to join. Because we all know it's going to be one of these two teams, right? They, they're both recruiting him. They both left the door open for him. Yada, yada. And he is sitting here flirting with both teams. And he's flirting all night long as well. But really, I think he's just flirting with attention because he likes it. He's going to keep us guessing for a month. I'm not even sure he's returning to NFL action until something more like December. He's not. He's an attention vampire. That's what he is. He sucks the life out of all of us by making sure that we see him. And I have to tell you, like, I felt really horrible for him in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. with the kind of game that he was having because he was on his way to being the MVP of the game. And one other thing that I will honestly say is any teammate I have ever talked to or people who have been around him rave about him as a teammate in the locker room. Like, that's not a problem. Well, I, until you go on TV with Lil Wayne and say maybe the quarterback's not very good, even though he's won two Super Bowls already. But it, that aside... But before the game, he let us know. It's not just like, where am I going to play? It's, ooh, whoever wins this game, mm-hmm. I might go join them like it's a duel. And they're dueling over his affection. Oh, my God. That's he- exactly what it is. He has put himself squarely in the center of a regular season week one NFL opening game. I mean, that's what he did. He made it about OBJ. And frankly, I don't think that last night's game has anything to do with which team he decides to join. We know he wants to join a contender. If he's not joining a team until something more like December, Carlin, then why would he make the decision off of week one anyways? Who the heck cares, frankly, what happened in this game? You've got a lot of football to watch before you even make your decision. But he's out there, and if you're watching us on ESPN Plus right now, you're seeing it. You know, he's tweeting out Bill's Mafia oh, with question marks, too. you know? At least oh. I didn't have to see that because he blocked me. <laughs> right, because he blocked you. So let me go ahead and tell you what he tweeted last night since you're wholly unaware. Uh, so he had tweeted out uh, at 9.16 p.m. Eastern at this game, overwhelmed with emotion. I don't know how to feel. Part of me wants to be out there, and the other part of me is enjoying watching the benefits of the hard work these people put in. Okay, and he, he forgot tweet. about the other part of him that is enjoying sucking the, the attention. attention away from the right. people putting in the hard work. Yes, the, the part of him that's enjoying 
enjoying making it all about him. Yes, yes. He, he did forget to reference that part of him. <laughs> uh, that part of him was obvious. Then things get more interesting at nearly 11 p.m. 10.54, he tweets out, sheesh, dot, 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 Bill's Mafia with a bunch of question marks. What does that mean? I, I don't does know. Does that mean he wants to be part of Bill's Am Mafia? Am I joining the Bills? Ooh. And then, just a few minutes later, 10.58 p.m. Eastern, he tweets out, watch the BS storylines and how they try to count the Rams out after one game. Bunch of exclamation points. Lowell, which... That's what kids these days say, Caroline, for laughing out loud. Like they didn't lose to the team that's most likely coming out of the AFC. So now he's out here defending the Rams. So he questioned whether he wants to be apparently part of Bills Mafia, is flirting with the Bills. Then just a few minutes later, he's laughing at people for questioning the Rams, even though he himself arguably just, in fact, questioned the Rams minutes earlier that has, was the experience of OBJ last night. If you were, following, then, if you were not blocked on Twitter by him like Chris Carlin. And, and two times, like right in the span there, that one tweet, watch everybody in this BS story that the Rams are done, like they didn't just lose to the team that's winning the AFC. Don't overreact about one game, but I'm going to overreact about one game. Right, of course. Yes, I'm calling the Bills the winner of the entire conference. We're going to have to deal with this like what? at least every two weeks, right? And, oh, and can, probably every week. Can we talk about one other thing here? And and I hate to put it in blunt terms. I don't know what he can do left, or I can don't, don't know what he can do physically when he comes back. He's turning 30. He shredded his ACL. It was a problem before the Super Bowl, and it was a risk that they took. So when he comes back in December... As much as a, a really, really terrific player as he is when he has been healthy in the past, is he going to be that guy again I for anybody how, that signs him? Right. I question how much the Bills even need him, right? Um, I don't think the Bills need him. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, we, we see guys come back from sh- even shredded ACLs. And yes, he's about to be 30 in November, I believe. Uh, but he will have just turned 30 years old. I mean, that could go either way. People have these expectations for Michael Thomas this season for the Saints. Like, he's just going to bounce back after him not being that guy since 2019. OBJ obviously hasn't been out that long at all. So, we'll see. I think that if you're talking about the Rams, we'll be at a point in the season where it may be very obvious that they need OBJ just for a postseason run. And he really wasn't pivotal to their success in the regular season. It was the postseason that he became so important. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Chris Carlin. Well, we know that Monday night is going to be a very emotional night for Russell Wilson, but it's going to be for somebody else, too. They join us next. That is coming up after Amber tells us about our friends from Indeed. If the weather is cooling off, but luckily your business is staying hot, then you need to hire and you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates with tools like Instant Match. The moment you sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. And you can even schedule and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Big night Monday night in Seattle. Russell Wilson goes back to the city where he has played his entire career in his very first game as a Denver Bronco. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson is in for Canty right now. We welcome in ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes, who joins us. And it's not just going to be an emotional night for Russ, we know. This, this is going to be a tough night for you. First of all, Mina Happy birthday from yesterday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What a what a birthday gift for me to watch uh, the former franchise quarterback obviously torture the defense of the team I root for. Just cannot wait. I, I understand that you've already made a demand that if the Seahawks win, you want to be on every single show <laughs> on Tuesday. Is that accurate? <laughs> Famous last words, because there are a lot of shows and a lot of channels. That he has, yeah, <laughs> not the truth. <laughs> All right, so Mina, let's just let's let's start with last night. Uh, Josh Allen wants to know how you like me now. Mm. A lot. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, you know, it's funny because all off season, everybody was picking the wolf. The, pardon me, the Bills to win the Super Bowl. They are the odds-on favorite. Uh, and it turns out they were properly rated. And, of course, it begins with Josh Allen, who picks up right where he left off last season. But, uh, you know, it has done something that really is rare in the NFL and, and any sport, which is continue to grow every year. And, and, of course, in football, the most challenging position. I was really struck, like a lot of people, by his pre-snap uh, recognition last night, uh, the quickness with which he was getting rid of the football, the decision-making, the accuracy in the short and intermediate parts of the field. And then, of course, when everything was covered up, his ability to use his legs, well, that part was not particularly surprising. That part certainly wasn't surprising. It has brought some criticism, though, uh, because it seemed like Josh Allen last night was at times seeking contact and a lot of people being a little bit critical and saying, Hey, Josh, slow down. What are your thoughts on that? Mina? I think there's something to it, to be honest, you know, watching my, I was really reminded of prime Cam Newton. And I think if we go back in time, we would tell Cam Newton to take fewer hits. They have obviously very similar body types and, you know, part of the reason they're able to run the way they do the way Josh is, is because of his size and because of the fact that he is bigger than a lot of linebackers and is such a load. But 
you know, this is it's a it's not just a long season; it's a long career for him in Buffalo. Hopefully, so uh, for me, you always want to have that as a, as a I guess a weapon at his disposal. But when it's unnecessary, especially in a game that's already out of hand, you really don't want him taking unnecessary hits. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. Mina, boy, Matthew Stafford last night sacked seven times and threw three interceptions. Was this more about deficiencies on the Rams' offensive line or more about the Bills' defense? I I slightly lean Bills' defense, although I think it it is obviously concerning for a Rams' offensive line that has two new starters at left tackle and right guard to – get off to such a challenging start. But you have to remember, the, no, Joe Nopum, who is their new starting left tackle, he is actually fairly experienced. He started a number of games for the Rams. So, uh, you know, to me, the way he lost, the way a lot of these Rams offensive linemen lost, it's less about them and more about the fact that they might have been going up against what could be the best pass rush in the NFL. In his case, going against Von Miller, who – is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and appears to have not lost a single step since the Super Bowl. Um, the Bills' defensive front, you know, they, unlike a lot of, I think, front sevens that way we would describe, or front fours, rather, as being at the top of the league, they don't have two elite pass rushers, like, for example, what if you go to the Chargers and the Raiders, both teams do. But what they have is depth, both on the interior and at the edge, and I think that serves them well, especially when they're not going to blitz, and I suspect they won't blitz very often, the fact that they're able to just continuously bring in waves of new defensive linemen is uh, going to create a lot of problems for offense. Okay, Mina, let's talk about your team's game on Monday night. It seems unlikely that you're going to have to do every single show at ESPN when your Seattle Seahawks take on the Denver Broncos. What do you expect to see from Russell Wilson in that game? It's funny because obviously going up against his former team, but it didn't feel like the way things ended there was terribly acrimonious. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't describe it as terribly acrimonious, but I do think... Uh, and Brady Henderson did an excellent piece about sort of the dissolution of the relationship on ESPN.com this week. I do think both sides wanted out by the end. Um, and, you know, as far as how Seattle receives him, I, I do think there'll probably be some booing because of that. But um, on the football side of things, I suspect Russell Wilson won't have too much of a trouble dealing with the Seahawks defense that just has a lot of holes. I mean, at cornerback, you're looking at, Starting to, you know, I mean, on a lot of teams will be backups. You have Tariq Woolen, who could be excellent at some point, but is a rookie from a smaller school, possibly Michael Jackson. Yes, his name is Michael Jackson. Opposite him um, with Artie Burns and Sidney Jones, their uh, starting corners out. It's not great. And I think while this Broncos offense is probably not going to be as consistent as some of the others in their own division, this is just a very, very appetizing matchup for us. I mean, a last one. We've asked everybody this question today. What are you most looking forward to seeing on Sunday in particular? Well, you know, I, I mean, that Chargers-Raiders game that I alluded to, I think should be pretty, pretty exciting. And it's going to give us a first taste of um, what this AFC West that we've been talking about all summer being, you know, the, the greatest division ever created. Well, what kind of matchups we're going to see because both teams, I think, um, 
have extremely high-powered offenses, but defensively, I'm not sure that either of them are capable of stopping the other through the air. The Chargers, perhaps, if they had J.C. Jackson, but their star cornerback will not be playing in this game. That presents some problems, and it's going to require them to lean more on their pass rush. So I'm just curious to see if either defense gets any stops uh, and how both quarterbacks look with their you know surplus of weapons. Mina, Monday night, good luck and Godspeed. That's a tough one. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, and of course, noted Seahawks fan. She may appear, as we said, on each and every show on ESPN on Tuesday if the Seahawks win. At least that's what she said she wants. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Up next, there is one thing that we learned last night about the Bills and their potential trip to the Super Bowl, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with what the outcome of the game was. If you're paying attention, you really realize it based on what Mina just said a second ago. Plus, Carson Wentz couldn't get it done in Indianapolis. Can Matt Ryan? We'll discuss right after Amber has this from Disney+. Plus. This September, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor, Thunder, and Love and Thunder, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars' Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory, a new Simpsons shorts, Welcome to the Club, and don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up and Frozen 1 and 2 sing-alongs, plus... They have all new episodes and special dropping like Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law and Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. Nothing's bigger. Nothing's better. Nothing beats Disney Plus. All these and more streaming this month. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. College game day is going to be in Austin tomorrow. It is Texas hosting Alabama. And very interesting matchup because it is Steve Sarkeesian now coaching Texas with some other members of uh, formerly of Nick Saban's staff. Kyle Flood, the offensive coordinator, was the O-line coach uh, at Alabama was there with Sarkeesian as well. But here's what's interesting. Nick Saban may have just gotten a little assist from the media this week when it comes to celebration and the horns down uh, gesture. Clarified this offseason that the horns down hand gesture would be a penalty. Have you addressed that with the team going into this game? What's that? The horns down hand gesture could be a 15-yard penalty. 
I have not addressed it with the team, but I appreciate you letting me know that. So, you know, we got a lot of other things we need to really worry about. But I think that's a good thing for me to go over with the team, so I appreciate that. Nick Saban <laughs> caught a little off guard, Amber. When does what? that happen? Uh, that never happens. I mean, somebody on that team had to have known, right? Like somebody on that staff, and it just hadn't gotten to... Maybe that's too... It's possible. Is, that, is, that, is, is Saban above, like that's... He's he's too above the pay grade of no like whoever a guy deals like Nick Saban's with that. going to find that out, but I'm sure he's not taking the word of a media member either. He's going and double checking that that's the case. No, I was just wondering if if is there somebody else on Nick Saban's staff, like one of his other coaches, yeah. that is in charge of being up to date on the latest penalties and then also addressing those with the team. You know, I don't know. I, I it's funny that Nick Saban. I mean, it's very rare we see Nick Saban, who seemingly is the most prepared coach in college football be caught off guard by anything it makes you wonder look i, I, I he's losing as, his edge he's losing his touch carlin say it go out on a limb say it have the touch. hot take you will never hear me say that you will never hear me <laughs> yes, say you that. practically said it about brady this season go out go out go out on a limb give us the hot take about Saban. I, I, i'll tell you he's this about Saban. a few years ago i had the chance to interview him and kind of ask the question why is it that or what is it that keeps continuing to drive you? And it's funny, he evoked Brady because he talked about the Patriots. And he said, if you ask Bill Belichick, you know, about Tom Brady and how fortunate they were to get him in the sixth round, the, the only thing that Bill Bre- Belichick can think about is how did we screw up in the first five rounds and what's wrong with our process? <laughs> and, and that's the same thing for Nick Saban. It's a constant chase of perfection. I don't think he's slipping. I, I, and I don't think it's on any other coach. Generally speaking with college coaches, they're, they're pretty up themselves on what the new rules are. Ah, yes. The final of our divisions to preview, to discuss the NFL season, which fully begins on Sunday. We have gone through every single division except for the AFC South. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, Canty and Carlin. Amber is in for Mr. Canty on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Amber, let us start with the Tennessee Titans on the occasion of our final division to cover in the AFC South. It's funny, Chris feels this way. I feel this way. A lot of people feel that the Titans are going to take a major step back this season. Now, they've lost a lot off of last season. Roger Saffold is gone. Questenberry's gone. Uh, And not to mention the fact that they also lost uh, A.J. Brown in the trade, and they went with Traylon Burks uh, instead. Like, I honestly look at this and think it may be sooner rather than later that we see Malik Willis. I would have a hard time disputing it. And I think that also Ryan Tannehill's contract plays into this, right? That contract gets a lot easier to move after this season, a lot less ugly for the Tennessee Titans. So if they're in a position where they're like, you know what, this season, we don't have it. Let's go ahead and see what we have here in Malik Willis. Or if you think Malik Willis is ready and gives you a real opportunity to win, you're going to try to turn over the helm to Malik Willis and try to move that Ryan Tannehill contract after this season. You always have a lot easier time having success if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. And so, of course, that's what the Titans need because they've got to build a little bit of this back up. Now, a lot of this comes down to the health in the backfield, right? And because of that, 
I don't know what Derrick Henry is going to be this season. And because of that, I'm not totally out on the Tennessee Titans. I do understand the loss of Brown is a big one. They still do have a lot of key playmakers, but a lot of people feel like you and Canty feel very strongly that the Super Bowl window has closed for the Tennessee Titans. They have been really the pillar of consistency here over the last four seasons, Carlin. But that window doesn't stay open forever. And it felt like that window, even though they weren't there, it felt like that window was open for them for quite some time. And that possibility might be shrinking. I still don't think they're going to be terrible, though, by any means. Then there's the Indianapolis Colts, who a lot of us feel are going to win that division. And Matt Ryan going there is certainly an upgrade from Carson Wentz. But let's not pretend that Matt Ryan is all of a sudden going to get back to his MVP days. This is not what we're going to see. We're going to see a better one than we saw in Atlanta. I think it'll work exceptionally well with Frank Reich. He's got a good offensive line. We also have to question where he's throwing the ball. You know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and who his receivers are. What about Matt Ryan? He's got Michael Pittman and then Paris Campbell. Is he finally going to turn into what they had expected him to be from Ohio State? Alec Pierce? Mo Alley Cox at tight end. These are not awesome weapons. What does it all boil down to again, though, in the AFC South? The running game with Jonathan Taylor. Well, that's the thing, is you said who's going to be catching the football, and I was about to retort with, well, I know who's going to be running it, <laughs> right? And I'm not betting against Jonathan Taylor. He was my pick, I think, for the first quarterback to reach whatever milestone we were discussing the other day. I think that Jonathan Taylor's phenomenal. I think that this Colts team will be much better with Matt Ryan at the helm. I still think Matt Ryan has something left in the tank. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but I think that we might find out that he has more left in the tank than we realized when he was in a Falcons uniform. I think that this is going to be a decent Colts team. What's funny about this division to me as we're going through it here, Carlin, is we keep talking about how loaded the AFC is. Not this division so much. This division feels a little bit more wide open, and it's the two teams that we just talked about in the Titans and the Colts, but it's kind of a toss-up with both. Like I could see this going either way. I could see the Colts winning the division, sure, or not. Not at all, right? Like There's a lot of question marks here, and it's the same way with the Tennessee Titans. Amber, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I'm excited to watch them this season, and that might be one of the first times that sentence has ever been uttered. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to watch Trevor Lawrence under Doug Peterson and see where that progression is. Because while Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, I never felt like Doug Peterson was a great coach. I think he's a very good coach, but he knows quarterbacks, and I think he can have an awful lot of success there. How healthy is Travis Etienne off of last year's injury? Here's the other thing. They paid Christian Kirk a fortune. Mm-hmm. Is he capable of being a number one receiver? They also brought in Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram was just, he basically was an enigma with the Giants. Is he finally going to become the player that physically he is always supposed to have been? I thought... Peterson was a great hire by Khan. Mm. I, I respected the fact that then Khan decided to start the Peterson era by spending. He spent so much. And I know yep. being the big money spender doesn't always equate to, you know, some sort of crazy success on the field. But when you have nothing and you go for yeah. nothing to something, it's got to do a little something, right? I mean, he spent $259 million on seven free agents, $155 million of that in guarantees. I mean, it was a spending spree. You mentioned there the Christian Kirk contract. 
contract. It was a spending spree this offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon but, Scherf, yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I do think that Jacksonville has done what it can to improve. What is improving, though? I mean, we're talking, you know, a couple more games. I, I would like to see something out of Trevor Lawrence. Like, that would be the win if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, that Trevor Lawrence actually goes out there and lives up to his draft hype. We haven't seen that from him yet. He had a terrible rookie season. He got a total pass because of everything that happened with Urban Meyer. He's not going to get a pass anymore. It does feel like Peterson's going to be the right coach to get the most out of Trevor Lawrence, but he's got a lot to prove this season. I don't think this is going to be like a wildly exciting Jaguars team, but I am actually excited to see it. I don't think the Houston Texans are going to be the worst team in football. I think that's probably the best thing that I can say. I like Davis Mills. I wonder if they like him a little too much. And if they do, uh, and they find out the hard way this year, the good news is the Texans will be in a position to draft a quarterback. Um, They named Damian Pierce their lead running back. We'll see. I think Nico Collins has a chance to break out. But I'm not terribly excited with the Texans other than to say they could not be the worst team in football. But they're a team that's not trying to not be the worst team. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Not trying to not. They're not they're, trying to. They not want the number one pick. That's what we're trying. To <laughs> you say. said it. I didn't say it, Carlin. I was dancing around it. Yeah. No, they're tanking. It's okay. The Texans are tanking. We get it, and frankly, we understand it. 